G'day, everybody. Anthony Maroon is my name. Welcome to our Legends of League podcast. As you might know, we normally do the Legends of League tournament. We have done very successfully over the last couple of years. Couldn't do it this year because of COVID-19. It will be back, but it has given us the Legends of League podcast, which we love very much. Thanks to Four Pines Brewing Company. Give them a try. And we are live at the Four Pines Brew House in Manly. Big show today. We're going to have a look at what happened last weekend What's going to happen to certain coaches? What's going to happen this weekend? I'll be joined by Finchie and Rennie Matua. Let's do it. Yeah, the Legends of League podcast, and we call it that because we get your Legends of League in so we can talk about footy, past and present. Uh, Brett Finch is with us, of course, uh, Origin great, who kicked that 2006 field goal. Oh, DVDs for you boys too, actually. Don't get him started on the 2006 (laughs) field goal. We've only got about half an hour. And Rennie Matua joins us. How are you, Rennie? I'm really good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, long time no see. Tell us a little bit about Command 51. Everybody thinks you're doing PT. Uh, Command 51, cleaning services, some... um, you know, managing 52 venues in the eastern suburbs, making sure the cleaning's done correctly. Well, <laughs> I know something's coming here from you, Finch. Well, he probably drunk it all 52 back in his heyday, so you know him very well. Yeah, I was you spent enough money at these places, we'll give you the business. I'm sure I was barred from at least 30 of them, but, you know, as time's gone on, it's, uh, yeah, they've opened the doors for me now. So, yeah, I'm making sure the clients are happy. It's, it's a good transition into my first full-time job post-retirement. I've mm-hmm. uh, been floating around to a few different vet, um, jobs here and there, but... Look, it's all part of the experience, and yeah, I'm enjoying it. Well, look, we've given one of these to Finchie, okay, but we've just and found. And I'm still here, which is yeah. good. Usually, we've just found <laughs> out though, Rennie, that it's your birthday. Yes, this week he's 38. So the other five are for you, mate. Okay, oh, perfect. Knock I'm yourself like, out. There's one missing, <laughs> but I'll drive you back home, and you can have five stubbies. Yeah, well, that, that, that full time job he just got going to be yeah. all over by the time. <laughs> I need to, I need to have a license for this job, so I might uh, skip the beers today. But I yeah. might take him home for the weekend. Well, we'll get stuck into your, you and your career and your involvement with the doggies a little bit later on. I want to talk about the round of footy that we've just had, and it's seen the Broncos beaten by the Sydney Roosters, 59 points to nil. Now. Rennie, we know the Roosters, what a force they are on and off the field, but 59-0 really exposed a lot about this Broncos side. I think the worst thing that's happened for the competition is is COVID, basically, or for everyone in general, but someone like the Roosters definitely need a rest. After after the grand final, they go to the World Club Challenge, then they have a six, seven-week uh-huh. period where they're away from the – and they've, they've had to – they've probably had that time to recover and, and obviously they've come back after the first two rounds, they definitely look like a tired football side and the, the last two two games, how clinical they've been and how outstanding. Someone like Boyd Cordner, who's probably played a lot, you know, a lot, of, a lot of footy, has been play, playing his best uh, footy in the last couple of weeks. I don't think there would have been anyone in the competition that was going to beat that Roosters side. I think, you know, we can talk about... The, the Broncos and how young young they are and inexperienced, et cetera. I think, you know, if you've got a team, a player like Brett uh, Morris that can cover yeah. Tedesco, I mean, the depth of and, that club is outstanding. Josh, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, you lose – yeah, of course, yeah, you pick up Josh Morris yeah. as well once you lose Luttrell. Um, it'd be you'd be stupid not to think that they're, they're certainly not the favourites at this mm. point. Yeah. Mm. And, the, and the fact that Rennie's right, it's not only just like last year, it's been a couple of years they've – been at the top of the NRL, so they're playing deep into September, October, plus rep footy. But then on the top of that, they've they've had Kyle Flanagan come in, so you know, and he's a new new halfback replacing Cooper. So it probably looked 
a little clunky the first couple of weeks. That COVID break gives him another eight weeks. Gives him virtually a full preseason yeah. again to to work on combinations in for him to get to know his teammates better. And uh, he's looked a lot more settled and it's been a lot more fluid uh, the attack uh, the last couple of weeks. So, um, you know, I think Robbo, you bang on. There's probably hasn't uh, helped some other teams. It hasn't helped because it's. Uh, ruin their momentum, but for the Roosters, it's, mm. I think it certainly helped them, and they've been outstanding the last two weeks. Boys, Panthers Warriors, uh, Panthers twenty six nil over the Warriors. So I, you know, it's it's a little bit of a fairy tale, Rennie, for the Warriors at the moment. They're based over here. They're light on numbers. And I'd call that, it a nightmare. Maroon yeah, nightmare. <laughs> I actually put my hand up online to uh, join <laughs> the Warriors. I think Cow put his hand up. We know what he's like. As long like as we don't running. have to tackle, I'm happy I to I said I, I'm happy to do captain's run, <laughs> play about 15 minutes and get paid five grand a game. So <laughs> if there's an opportunity there for Steve Kennedy to take up another old bike, I'll, uh, I'll definitely put my hand up and have a run. But look, they're under you know, really tough circumstances and I know we've given them a lot of praise you know, across all platforms of – of uh, journalism or, or podcasts or whatever it, m- it may be, they're away from their family and coming up against the Penrith uh, or the Panthers. I, you know, they, they've been very impressive. I mean, obviously they had a, a, a close one in the in the first yeah, first they had a draw at yeah. first of the Knights. Um, but you know, I mean, to back that up performance up against uh, someone like the Panthers, who look like probably only one of the contenders that I can see of winning this premiership this year. So. Mm. Um, it's a, 26-0, it's a, it's a tough scoreline yeah. to take. But, you know, they're certainly up against it and uh, and you can't blame them for yeah, being... The tough one for the Warriors is that, you know, w- with the ability when you're at home, you can, away from footy, if it's tough, you can go over and spend time with your family or your kids. For the Warriors, it's, it's, it's 24-7 in each other's pockets. So, that, um, you know, it's a credit to for them to put their hand up to do it, but um, certainly hard to, to get a break and you're missing your kids and your family when you're in that situation. So you think, Finchie, that it could just get worse? I think it's going to be tough. To, right. Well, that's one thing with a season. Certainly if it's a tough period or you certainly get into the grind of a season, getting away and spending time with your family or your kids or your wife or whatever situation certainly helps uh, your, your work front. So it's going to be a tough season. They've done really well so far, but it's a long way to go. Okay, Melbourne Storm beat South 22 points to eight. So the Rabbitohs have only won one game. They were a little bit messy the other night, but I'll leave that one there and go straight into Saturday's game. Parramatta Eels and Manly. Of course, Parramatta winning that game 19 points to 16, but Manly really were ripped off at the end there with that forward pass. And this is the thing, Finchie, no one – I mean – that Reuben Garrick, he had to do a lot of work to get the ball down. It's not like yeah. he just caught it and scored. And then the referee calls it back. Yeah, well, it was a touch his call. But, um, and that's what happens in footy, you know. And I think I praise Des Hasler for how he handled it. You know, it, obviously he could have gone berserk because it cost him his team, um, well, cost him the game. But uh, he sort of said we shouldn't have been in that position. They didn't play great. Um, and you appreciate Ennisley coming out. He said they got it wrong. And, and that, that's, that's going to happen. You know, um, they're going to make mistakes, just be honest with it, like they were, and you move on because, you know, after 20-odd games, you, wherever you finish on the table is where you deserve to finish, you know. You're going to get some your way, you're going to, someone's going to go against you, but um, it certainly was a great game and two teams, you know, the, the Eagles and the Seagulls and the Parramatta, you think, man, will, you know, if they play that sort of footy, they'll be near enough to the semis come the business end. I'm sure we'll be hearing about it in the back end of the season if, you know, see yeah. if there's a lot yeah, to try and get into that <laughs> top eight. And I'm sure Des would have plenty to say. Essentially, you've got 12 games to to be in the semifinals this year. So you don't want to let too many of those slip and you don't want it to come down to an official getting it wrong. Yeah. I know we are human and we all make mistakes, but um, at the end of the day, you know, we need to get those right. And it's cost, it's cost the Eagles two, two points. points and 
like I said, I'm sure Des will have plenty to say at the back end of the year if they do mm. miss out on the eight. Boys, I want to really pull this Dogs-Dragons game apart, so I'll whiz through these next couple. Uh, North Queensland Cowboys were beaten by the Sharks, 26-16. Yeah, Sharks. And Cowboys without Tamalolo. Uh, Knights, though, yes. shocked everybody. With Adam O'Brien. Yeah. He's the, on fire. Uh, uh, 34 points they put on the Raiders. Yeah. Um, and then the Titans getting up on the bell to beat the – Tigers 28-23. I'd hate to be in Madge's company this week. But let's go to that. Just wrestle us on. They'll just be hammering uh. each other at training. That's where the sore neck used to come out. I mean, next no good today. <laughs> Get me in the rehab group. Uh, do- well, you know about the rehab. Oh, oh, I'm joking, well. I'm joking. Hey, usually that's only one session. My rehab usually go for six weeks. <laughs> cost about 30 grand. <laughs> <laughs> dogs and dragons. Dogs twenty two. Dragons. It could be two. worse. It could be a dragons fan this morning, and oh, like wow. that's well. What did you think of that uh, yesterday? I actually dragons? didn't watch it, Finchie, and I I was really surprised with the result. I saw a lot of the the dragons senior players doing interviews during the week, and I thought they might have kind of t- turned a corner, but obviously they haven't. You know, given the the strike that they have within that side, yeah. the experience. Well, you're you're a dogs great, man. You know, when you've won, won a comp with yeah. with the bulldogs, you know what. That the tradition of the club and the fabric of the club's all about. This team at the moment under Dean Pay, just looking from afar, especially last year, talent-wise, it's not one of the best teams they have, but in terms of sticking together, working yeah. hard, the desire they show, the passion they show, the commitment to each other, it's, it's first class. So, you know, for that, as a Bulldogs fan, you've got to be proud of them turning up every week and giving it the best shot as they, they do every week. I think absolutely, like, especially after the, the, the eight in a row, they won like the back end of last year. Mm. So they're building towards something I like uh, what we're trying to say, sort of identify their DNA and who are they are, who they are as a side, who we are as a club. Uh, the, the word culture does get thrown around a lot, but there's something different that I mm. feel that was at Canterbury, something that I had to learn really quickly when I came into that culture, coming from the Rabbitohs. There wasn't much of a culture there. They were they weren't even in the competition, but we didn't. I didn't play much of those my juniors uh, through a system that was designed through hard work. Mm. Um, and you know, coming into the Bulldogs. I had to learn that culture very quickly to become a bulldog player, and, and you know, eventually it beca- it paid off in the short term. So, you know, there was a it was a point where the Canterbury side sort of lost their identity and, and lost their DNA a little bit. Dino's come back in; he's trying mm. to bring that big in, back into the club. It was always built the the, the foundation of the Bulldogs club was built off defence, mm. and I think they showed that at the back end of last year when they won eight in a row. I think they kept most teams at eight or, or six points. Uh, you know, they didn't play too well. They've had a few, you know, we obviously, it was well documented what happened at the start of the season. You've got players like Dean, uh, Kieran Foran that are out, you know, with yeah. long-term injuries. Someone like Foz or the COVID period was probably great for, for the Canterbury mm. to regroup. They didn't put in a good performance last week. Uh, you get someone like Kieran Foran back in the side. It makes a difference. Yeah, it makes it. a difference. You know, when you look across the line, you see a senior player who's done it all. Uh, it's obviously paid dividends for, for the confidence of that side. Rennie, now Dean Pay has reached out to blokes like yourself, uh, Shifty Sherwin, uh, Bob Catter, uh, Andrew Ryan, to bring that culture back to the club, to bring to bring the old boys in to, t- to talk to the to young blokes about how it's done. Yeah, so basically what they did was they got myself and, and Mace, I don't know, bringing him back to Mace should have been telling them how they should <laughs> do it. And yeah. Mace still thinks he can play Origin. It was an interesting story. I mean, he'd been to that many clubs. I don't know why they brought him back. No, but he, you know, he's a big character of that, and everyone remembers uh, Mace being a bulldog legend that he is. Uh, Andrew Ryan, you know, Shifty's back there. She mentioned, and we just got back there and just told some old stories about, you know, 
You can't tell all the stories yeah. about the Sapphire yeah. Suite involved in it. Yeah. I think we did mention the Sapphire Suite a few <laughs> times, but you know, those they were the things that were a, a reward for for winning games. You know, and and the one thing that um, was always sort of t- I w- was was taught to me was that if you play hard, you could drink hard, mm. and um, we That's certainly did. School. We yeah. certainly did both, and you know, you times have changed. Yeah, times have changed. Um, I actually feel sorry for the modern day player. This, um, you know, like I don't think I would have lasted as long as I did if yeah. uh, if I was with all the scrutiny they're under these yeah. days. And um, unfortunately, that's the world we live in, and and that's the rules that they have to live under. And you know, they get paid yeah handsomely for it. So that's certainly changed, hasn't it? The the wages go up, but that's the pros and cons. You you know, you if you want to go down mm. that path of being a professional athlete, that's what you got to put up with. So it's it's interesting, Rennie. Like because I I. One of the first games I can remember watching is the 74 grand final. The Dogs lost the 74 grand final. They were the Berries then. But in my entire life, up until recently, one consistent thing in rugby league was the Dogs are always competitive. Winning a grand final, runner-up, always in the finals, always ultra-competitive. Yeah. I mean, tough to, mm. yeah, I mean some of the uh, – we can all tell all stories about how tough pre-seasons were, but – I think I heard Mini talk about uh, your O2 preseason recently on another. I wasn't could have been on here, but saying how you know Ricky came to the club and and he, he just really ran blokes into the ground and made him understand what it was physically and mentally ruined careers. But that's what Ricky got that from the dogs yeah. when he was there. You know, mm. Billy Johnson was obviously there training and. It was. I walked the first day. I walked into the gym at, at Canterbury. I had myself. Um, Jonathan Thurston, Roy Asatasi, Sonny Bill, and what was called a rookie squad. And I think within the first week, I'd realised this was going to be a really tough preseason. And I'd, if I wasn't all in, you know, you're out the back door. And I've seen a lot of players come in and out that were supposed to have more talent than myself. And but um, you had those guys as well who were not only you had a great group of young blokes coming through like Rand and Sonny Bill. You had like. A, the tough, good first grades like Corey Hughes and Adam Perry and yep. Grimaldi and, and like these, the squad was a hardened, tough, yeah. tough players. There's no real weaknesses across the board. So, well, you might lose a talented player like Sonny Bill, the in- injury that the next bloke off came off the rank. The bloke was the toughness. Yeah, that player like Grinaldi, you knew we were going to get off him Tony, yeah. every week. You know, Adam Perry was was tough. Corey Hughes, though, good, consistent, tough first graders. You had Steve Reardon and Glenn yeah. Hughes and all these guys that have played over 150 first grade games, and and you you just it, they we just had a really strong leadership group, and we knew that. Uh, I think you have to have the fight, a fine balance within it, within any squad to be successful, and having strong leaders and and guys that are willing to work hard um, certainly set us up to to. Win the grand final in 04. Sorry, Finchie, but yeah. Um, yeah. bring it back. I think me and Walks was doing only just got over that. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, They're I not over it yet, apparently. Oh, hey. Walks is probably worse off than me. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh. Boys, um, before we move on to the games that we'll be played in this round, a quick look at the ladder sees the Eels up on top on eight. They're undefeated, but so too are the Knights and Panthers, but they had a draw on seven. Raiders up there on six, Melbourne Storm always. Roosters, Cowboys, Manly, they round out the top eight. But down the bottom, it's interesting because the Rabbitohs are a little bit further down than I would like. The Warriors on two, the Gold Coast on two, but the St. George Illawarra Dragons have not registered a win yet and apparently they've reached out to the Warriors to lend them some players. I'm just kidding, obviously, but <laughs> where do the Dragons go from here, Rennie? I'm not too sure. I really don't what know. What round do you give it to, Rennie? Like usually the, the season's that long you can you can say, well, right, I've still got plenty of time with the change. 
There's you, some you can't, it's, it's, it's what are we four round, round five now? You can't give it much longer to get going, can I you? I think it's uh, it's been it's carried over from last year. Yeah. Um, I just think with an aging squad, and you probably say too many probably big names within it. There's there's just there's the the balance isn't right. Something's not right within that team, and obviously they're not getting any. Um, they're not listening to an instruction. And I don't know how long do you give Mary yeah. as well? And I don't want to see anyone get their job. Lose their mm. job through bad performances, but at some point you got to be held accountable for for a team's performance, mm. whether they listen to you or they don't. Mm. Um, unfortunately for Mary, it's probably his days are probably numbered. I know they've got Shane Flanagan there. It's just, it's just when it, when something's not working out for you within a team, and when you know you've got a, a good, strong, solid squad, and and you're still not getting the results, it just each week gets harder and harder yeah, and harder. Pressure and builds. Then. Pressure builds, and and I mean it's been building for the last couple of years, so something's got to give there for sure. Okay, well, the other one that's going nowhere in a hurry is obviously the Brisbane Broncos. But um, I think, look, I, I think, fellas, as a bloke that just loves rugby league and watches rugby league and has done all my life, once they talk, start talking about coaches, mm. it didn't matter who win, won that game between the Dragons and the Doggies. Finchie, I think the writing, and I love both these blokes, they're great blokes, but I think writing is on the wall for both of them. Yeah. Well, again, I look back. You probably look at the two situations. Talent-wise, the Dragons roster is quite talented. Your two state of origin back rowers, Vaughan's a state of origin front row. McGuinness um, is the hooker. He's a quality f- hooker. Norman and Hunt are origin players. Um, when you look at the Dogs, yeah, they compare it, but the Dogs, the, the effort and commitment they show each week and improvement. They improved last year under deep pace. So I think Dean Pay's done really well with them in that situation. Um, sometimes you just don't have the roster. You yeah. know, there's only so much you can do with the roster. But I think they, he, he gets close to the best out of them every week. Um, having Kieran Foran back, you look at the difference he made, yeah. as Rennie mentioned. Uh, if they keep Foz on the park and he, he can stay injury-free for, for as long as possible, they're going to win more games than they lose. And we've seen that the back end of last year. So you're right, it's not a good situation for either club, but... Um, you know, you talk about the dogs. The Broncos run four points. You know, the Sharks are one as many as the as the um, Bulldogs. South have won as many as the Bulldogs. We don't ha- hear anyone talking about Supercoach nah. Wayne. Mm. So I know who's got the better roster, South or the Dogs. So um, one thing about the Dogs is that they give you effort every time they take the they field do. and they, they play for their coach, Dean Pay. All right, boys. Well, we're going to have a look at the um, games shortly going into this round. But just before we do, there has been a lot of talk about um, that Parramatta Manly game and a lot of talk around whether or not now is the time. You see, they say that the video ref can't rule on forward passes, but when they made that rule, there was like three or four cameras at the game. Now there's more bloody cameras at the game than people. Do you think it's time, Finchie, that we use um, technology to rule on forward passes? Yeah. Well, if you can get – that was perfect. The sideline uh, camera was, was right in line with it. If you can have the right angle on every, every uh, possible try, I think use it. You can't have it for some and then not for others. You know, you can't use it for some and not than others. Mm. Um, we did have it in, I remember, early 2000s. Start of my career, they had forward passes. But, um, again, the camera, where, where it was situated, it wasn't in the best angle. You couldn't say if, um, definitively that it was forward pass or backwards. I'm not too sure. Like, again, re- referees and players like players have been making mistakes for a thousand yeah. years. I like how Des handle it. You know, it, you know, we shouldn't have been in that position. You move on, you got to... You can't, you know, can't put. You know, sometimes you got to put the hands of the referee, and if they didn't come up with the right call, you got to, you got to live with that. Mm. I don't know what you think, Ren. I don't think you'll ever perfect the game. Nah, um, we try to too we much. We try to too much, and I, I love. I think the way 
They've got the one referee on the field at the moment. That six again rule is incredible. I think it's unreal. Mm. Uh, I actually didn't know what was going on at first. I thought it's <laughs> fifteen tackles. Have gone I by didn't like here. tackle for the six tackle. Imagine no, no. Twelve would I be ref- awful. That's why I used to refuse to. I used to refuse <laughs> to kick chase because I'd, I'd have a run on the fifth, so I didn't <laughs> exactly have to kick to chase, kick. and then I could lose at least two or three tackles by getting down into the line. But when you're doing effort on effort, it takes the uh, it brings the little man back into the game, and you know blokes tire out a lot quicker. But Look, if we're going back to the forward pass, if the technology's there, yeah. use it. But again, I'm ha- I'm happy, I'm comfortable that Des came out and said, mm. you know, handled the situation correctly. It was human error. Uh, and that's and they, what a touch judges are for. Yeah, he, he made a decision. I've given credit for making it. He got it wrong, but at least he'd made a decision. Mm. All right, boys. Well, round five, we're going to get your uh, expert tips. And there's a couple of cracking good games coming up this round. This not being one of them, Manly <laughs> and the Broncos. <laughs> Rennie, do you give the Broncos any chance against Manly? <laughs> oh, not after last week's. Well, the first two weeks' performances, I mean, they're really struggling. And Manly is a team that is probably only the one of the teams that I think that are real contenders for this competition. I'm not sure he's Ben Teo coming yet. Um, it'd be hard for Ben to hit the ground running and straight back to NRL, but... Fafita, um, you think Manly would be hard to beat Cherry Evans and Trevojevic? And absolutely. I think, I think the Broncos are, are really looking for answers at the moment. They're, they've got a young side, but... Coming up against Manly, I don't think mm. they can win that one. Okay, so uh, unanimous, the boys like Manly to beat the Broncos. And you both think Manly are genuine contenders this yeah, year. Yeah, when they play their best, there's no doubt. Yeah. That they're, again, Cherry Evans is um, Queensland captain. He's one of the best halfbacks in the competition. Trevojevic, um, it's Jake and Tom, they're, they're as good as anyone in their positions as well. And um, they've got some good solid players around them. We'll see what Des did with them last year. So Manly at their best is you'd think they'd have far too much class for the Bronx. Friday afternoon, the first game, the 6 o'clock game, is the New Zealand Warriors and the North Queensland Cowboys. Boys, we won't spend too much time on this one, but do you give the Warriors – I mean, I, I think, Rennie, it's just going to get harder for the Warriors. Yeah, we'll definitely get harder. We touched that on that earlier. Um, and they're, they're showing, you know, a little bit of inconsistency. They'll turn up one week and obviously they didn't turn up on the weekend. So I think this will be a real deciding factor of what sort of season we're going to have from them. Um, if they turn it around, you know, there's a glimmer of hope. If they get beat again, then it's, it's yeah. probably I – I can't really see them winning another game for the rest a of the year. A huge advantage for the Warriors has always been the home ground. You know, the, a lot of teams have – their home ground's a huge advantage. And for the Warriors, it was to go over there. It's such a hard trip. And if you played on a cold Friday night or a cold Saturday night – um, it's certainly, no matter where the Warriors were on the table, it's a huge advantage. But obviously, you know, they're not playing out in Auckland this year. It, it takes away that. So like Randy said, they've been a little inconsistent. Uh, again, you probably really don't know what to expect. The Cowboys, uh, besides last week, they've been pretty good so far this mm. year. So if Tamalolo's back, he'll be, uh, he'll be a big boost for them. But with the Warriors, though, we talk about how they've had to relocate to Australia – First to Tamworth, then to the Central Coast. Rennie, one of your last postings was with the Toronto Wolfpack who have to travel to another country and what, stay there for six weeks. Yeah, well, the thing with the Toronto Wolfpack is not many of us were English or, <laughs> or Canadian. <laughs> so, a bit of fun. Yeah, it was all a bit yeah. of a holiday. But like um, stars. I mean, look, it's, it is, it's tough to travel. And there's one thing about the Wolfpack is that when teams were going to Toronto to play and they were, you know, feeling the heat of Canada during the summer, uh, they really struggled against us and they have a really good uh, record at home. So you do f- definitely do have some sort of advantage with the home ground, um, you know, playing out of your home stadium. So it's going to be a tough year for the Warriors. Um, although, you know, the Cowboys, unless Tao Malolo's back, you just don't know. It's a really – it's a game that's hard to pick, you know. Yeah. It's, it's a toss of the coin. The Cowboys should get the d- job done, but um, I'm not too sure. 
where the Warriors go from here. Yeah, and it was, much was said about Pawasa Falmasili being loaned to the Warriors from the Roosters, but we didn't see a lot of him in the last yeah. start. Anyway, Paramount, this is going to be an absolute cracker. The Battle of the West, Friday evening. Paramount Reels, one of your many clubs, Finchie, yeah. <laughs> up against Penrith. Yeah, the Golden West, yeah, the Blue and Gold Army. Unfortunately, they haven't been allowed to go to the games, but uh, sitting at home watching, they'll be certainly proud of the, the Parramatta team and the start they've had to the season uh, is one of the best starts they've had for, for a long, long time. Uh, they look good, Parramatta. So do Penrith. Parramatta have only just had the draw against um, the, the Knights. They've been really good. They, I think they get Cleary back. Uh, he's right to come back, so he'll certainly be a boost for Penrith. Um, in saying that, the, the two young halves yeah. have had there have done a fairly good mm. job. So it uh, certainly should be a good game. Both teams you think will be... Uh, you know, around the top eight or in the semi-finals come the end of the year. And uh, like you said, for all the Westies out there, Maroon, it's uh, bragging rights are on the line. And uh, I'm going to stick with my old boys, Parramatta. I think the form they're in, uh, I think they can get the job done. But Penrith will, will be a tough game. It should be one of the games of the, the weekend. It's just one thing about the Eels, Maroon, and it's probably a team that I've watched a little bit closer than most because I've played for them as well, is that you can see what Joey's brought to that yeah, club in terms superb, of uh, kicking early. Um, and it's know, good that he's helping some halves. What he brought to my game was more <laughs> stuff off the field. But I learned. It's, it's good his influence on younger halves is a lot field. different to it was ten years yeah. ago on younger halves. So they're, they're really it's a, they're very Joey esque. Yeah. You know, they they're kicking early. He'll kick to a corner. He'll very have direct too. Very there, direct. Yeah. And there's one thing that's I think that Parramatta have that most clubs don't have within the NRL at the moment is that offload. Mm. I love second phase mm. play. It really changes the dynamic of a defensive yep. structure when someone's offloaded the ball. When you think in your head structurally, the, the play should be dead and I need to just get back into my pocket here and then move up and then you turn around the ball's in play again. I think that's what Parramatta has the edge over with most clubs in this, in this competition at the moment. It's about controlling the offload, not having too many errors, uh, which is, again, another balancing act because we know traditionally if you've got a high completion rate, you win the game. Parramatta have that edge over every other club, and I think that's where they can be extremely dangerous this year. A number of uh, individual matchups, which will be good in this game too, boys, because a lot of uh, Parramatta players are ex-Panther, ZG, Regan Campbell-Gillard, or Wanga Blake, or Jennings, although that was many years ago. But it, it's Still. going to be a quality game right across the park. Yeah, no doubt Campbell-Gillard's the big one. You know, he's a, he's a rep forward, um, Penrith boy, um, you know, I played against former clubs back into my career every second week I was playing a former club. <laughs> but there's no doubt you, you first when you come up against your former club, you get, there's extra motivation. There's mm. a point to prove you certainly want to show it to your, your former club, but the coaches, your, your former teammates, that they shouldn't have let you go. So there's no doubt Wonga Blake, I know he left there 12 months ago, but Campbell Gillard more recently, there, there's players there that uh, certainly will have some added motivation. And uh, you think, again, that only tips the scales towards uh, Parramatta. So... I'll be interested to see how they got those guys go. You're both tipping para? I'm going yep. Eels, yeah. Yep, all right. Uh, now, this other game, Saturday afternoon, 3 o'clock. This is the Rabbitohs up against the Gold Coast Titans. Very many people happy to point out to me as a Rabbitohs supporter that both the Rabbitohs and the Gold Coast Titans have only won one game this year. This game's at Bankwest Stadium. A lot of your old mates involved in the Rabbitohs club, Rennie. Yeah, I think, you know, look, it was always going to be tough when you lose – uh, John Sutton, Sam Burgess, Greg Inglis in the space of, you know... Cody Walker was... Cody Walker. And you lose a lot of leaders within that club. You know, <clears throat> I didn't like the uh, experiment of putting Cameron Murray on the left edge. Mm. Nah. I think it just completely takes away the fact that he's got the best play of the ball in the game and it, it takes out mm. Damien Cook. So I think they've tinkered with that idea a little bit and he's going to go back to the middle from what I'm hearing. Um, 
they're just they're, they're missing a lot of intimidation. You know, they were a team that you come. A, 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 you had the three English boys. You know, you know John Sutton, six foot five, and just a big intimidating pack. They got to find that intimidation somewhere. Liam Knight is, you know, he stepped into a role where he has to be the enforcer for that team, and I think they're just really struggling to find their feet at the moment. I, I, I don't like to disrespect any any players or teams, but I think they're struggling. They're lacking on the bench. Mm-hmm. They haven't worked out what they want to do with their wing and and centers. And Latrell obviously put in a big performance against the Storm down there, but we need that consistently from him. Yeah, uh, I say we because South's my second favorite team, uh, being a Rabbitoh junior. But uh, look. No disrespect to the Titans either, but, you know, this, if South are real, they, they should go up mm. wherever they're playing. I'm not sure where this game is, but they should they should be winning this one and, mm. and, and winning comfortably. I think they need to win too. That, like I said, they've only won the, the one game and uh, with this shortened season, like we've mentioned, you, you know, they want to get their finger out and get a wriggle on. So, like you said, if you're going to be playing semifinals, you're going to be playing, pushing for, you know, the premiership or those, you know, playing deep into September, you know, they should be beating the teams like the Gold Coast. I thought Latrell... It was his best game on the weekend. Mm. You can see he's getting better. I agree with Ren. Kevin Murray's got to be in the middle. You know, he's like an extra half at the back end of the games. His fitness and footwork and, and speed of the play of the ball. Um, you know, he he would he would worry those middle forwards just as much as any half does. Um, you know, because he's quite robust. He's got good leg speed and, um, like Ren said, does a uh, got extremely quick play of the ball. Which on the back of that, you bring Damien Cook into it. You bring Walker and Reynolds and, and Latrell. Uh, right into the play So I think If uh, Murray goes back To the middle It certainly adds To, to South strike power No one would question The great Wayne Bennett But uh, Certainly Rennie There seems to be One or two experiments Going on there Obviously with Cam Murray But then Latrell At fullback um, I mean These guys are, 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 are You know It seems a lot of Experiments going on At the one time Yeah Look it's like you back in the 70s, you know, experimenting. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of experimenting. Just. How old do you think I am? <laughs> the 80s, yeah. Look, they, you, you don't have much time to experiment these days. Yeah, I mean, and we're talking about <laughs> football still. <Yeah. laughs> uh, but they went 10 from 10 uh, in, in completion race, and the score was, I think, 8 6 or 6 mm. 4. And then they went 15 from 30 for the mm, next. Unbelievable. And then you, you, you can't coach. Holding the ball, I mean, you got to take some responsibility. And if you're completing at fifty percent against someone like the Storm, you're going to lose the game. So they were in that game for a long period. It was um, obviously just not holding onto that ball, and not. And Addo Carr was injured with rib cartilage damage, and they didn't, they didn't get the, they didn't put enough pressure on someone like him. You know, mm. they're not identifying where their strengths are, um, and that's probably a, a, one thing I could talk about. Along, you know, that's probably another podcast with f- footballers not using their brain and seeing yeah. what's in front, but. South need to turn things out very quickly, and and if they want to be a genuine threat within this competition, it starts with Gold Coast. So we're both going to take you're both going yeah, to take both. the Rabbitohs. Uh, not now. I'll just go quickly through these guys. We're just starting to run out of time. A little Knights Melbourne Storm. Yeah, I'm going to go to the Storm, but I think this is the game of the round. Newcastle have been. I think they've even though um, we see Parramatta haven't lost. I think they've been the form team of the competition. The turnaround from last year, the last two games of last season, they got smashed by the Tigers and the Panthers. What Adam O'Brien's done in that short space of time. Uh, the great win, uh, the draw against Penrith with so many players out. Pearcey got injured early. Watson got injured. Ponga was out. And then the way they backed that up and, and smashing Canberra, who were probably the best team in the comp going into that game. Uh, Adam O'Brien's been superb. So another good test for the Storm. But I lean slightly towards the Storm, but I think that's the game of the round. Ready? 
Yeah, I think Newcastle. I'm going to go Newcastle. I think yeah. if, they, if they can remember what Melbourne did to them last year when yeah. they needed those two points to get into the semifinals, that's enough motivation for me to turn around and, you know, want to be able to yeah. get one back on the storm. So if they want to be, again, contenders, you got to beat the best. And, and I, I'm going to back Newcastle this week. All right. Uh, Tigers, Raiders. Rennie, you would think the Raiders come back yeah. this week. Well, I mean, you'd think the Tigers would come back after last week as well. This is... Uh, it's a, it's a massive game. You know, I spoke to one of the Tigers players before they went to the Gold Coast and said, you know, this is going to be tough to go up there and try and get two points. And, and you expect someone to be a contender to go up there and get those two points, get out of there, and you go into the Canberra game a lot more confident. But now you're playing against last year's grand finalists and they, you know, they've come off for a big loss. You've just made the job a whole lot harder for the rest of this season. I think Canberra will be too strong for him. Vinci? Yeah, I think you know, playing under Ricky, I know what he was like after a loss and how you know, personally he took it and like, not too many times, certainly when we're at our best at the Roosters, we ever lost two in a row. So uh, I think the Raiders will bounce back. They're a quality team. Uh, they certainly weren't at their best against the Knights. You expect them to, to play a lot better here. Okay, great rivals from year, eras past. Your team, Renny, the Doggies and the Roosters. What about this one? Uh, it's hard to tip against the Roosters. I mean, what they're doing, they just seem to be getting better each week. Mm. I'm sure Tedesco will come back into a side. I think, look, I could see the Dogs putting up a real fight in this game. They won't go away. Uh, defensively, their structures have, have, have been really – probably not great in the first round, but, you know, they definitely – that's what they build their, their character on is their defence. They'll keep turning up. They'll keep turning up. I think the class of the Roosters will just be too strong for the Dogs, but I think it'll be a lot closer than people expect. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Rain. Dogs very rarely get beat on effort, uh, but if the Roosters match that effort, you know, they've got those class players that, you know, have – Tedesco, it's always a handy having Tedesco come back, isn't it? He's yeah. A, yeah. probably the best player in the world, so yeah. – you, you lean towards the roost if both at their, you know, both putting in the same amount of effort, which the dogs always do. But you expect the roosters touch more classy. Dragons and uh, sharkies in a word here, Finchie. Sharks, a Rennie. <laughs> sharks. Okay, mate, it's great to catch up with you again, Rennie. <laughs> Thanks, Rennie. Another old master. Mate, we still could be here at the four points. Remember the time he's come back next week? <laughs> <laughs> Will I have a cereal? What colour beers? You still? This could be like a sapphire suit. <laughs> oh, Rennie, right old in, days. Come on, the clock. Are you up for that, Rennie? I am. I'm up for a challenge. <laughs> He's got a challenge in front of me, Finchie. Let's do yeah. it. Now, I tell you what, we've got a little bit of an extra added incentive here because Finchie's here. The 2006 field goal, I know you tell the story 417 times, Finchie, and it gets longer and better yeah. every time. But talk us through the 2006 field goal when you're wearing jumper number 20 yeah. for New South Wales. I originally wasn't chosen in the Origin team. Can you believe that? I wasn't. <laughs> um, and I'd been out Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and... I think uh, Gowie was in it. He got injured. Matt Orford was injured. They couldn't – Joey had retired from Origin. Um, Trent Barrett was injured and still I just got his hip replaced. So <laughs> I was the last man standing. Uh, rocked up. I was at the pub. Went out there. I was hung over, played. Had the, the best game of my life. Um, for game two, I got off the drink. Didn't drink for a month up to it. Had the worst Excellent. game I played and never got picked again. So <laughs> she goes to show I would have played. It was, it was a great win for the uh, – for the Mighty Blues, that game one, we thought we were well on our way to four in a row. Mm. Um, we lost the next two games and didn't win again for the next ten years. So. Yeah. Great field goal, <laughs> I though. Think I started the dynasty. For, for <laughs> Honestly, that's the quickest. I the dynasty. That's the quickest he's oh, ever no, told I'm that story. Weird. I'm stressing. Well, I haven't had a beer. If I have a beer, I can usually drag <laughs> that out for 40 minutes or so. Well, what we'll do, we'll get you to sign this. And yep. all uh, 
people that love the Legends of League podcast, stick with us, follow us on social media because what we're going to do this week is work out a different way and we're going to give this away. No auction this week. We're going to give this away. So follow our social media. We'll give it away because no one will bid on it if I've signed it. We're going to give it away because no one's going to put any money. No one's paying for that if I've signed it. I wasn't going to say that, Finchy, but <laughs> now nah, uh, follow our social media at Legends of League AUS. Legends of League AUS, and you never know your luck. That could be yours. Rennie, great to see you, old mate. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Back great. to Command 51. Finchy, yeah, good to see you. I'm going back to Command 51. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll take you both over and get your beer on the Legends of League podcast. Well, that's another one done. The Legends of League podcast is thanks to our partners at Four Pines Brewing Company. I hope you've given it a try by now. Give them a follow if you like on social media. Use the handle at Four Pines Beer or check out their website as well. Four Pines, four, the number four, fourpinesbeer.com.au. Uh, make sure that you press the subscribe button to be the first to find out when we release a new episode. Get in first. And, of course, stay up to date with all our latest announcements and contact when you follow us on social media at Legends of League AUS, at Legends of League AUS. Next week, make sure you join us because we've got another big Legends of League podcast coming up. This time round, colourful rugby league identities, Chris Walker and Brett Finch.